Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Hey everybody, welcome to Reading Your Bible in a Year on Undying Light. I am your host, Pastor Alex, and as we've talked about in the last few weeks, as we've kind of set the show up, this is not an exegetical deep dive. It is merely to help and keep you encouraged and motivated to read through your Bible in a year. And so we've so far have read through the book of Genesis, the first book of the Bible, and then we've went into Job because we're doing this in chronological order. And now we are just about done with the book of Exodus. And then that means next week, or well, um, in the coming weeks here, we'll pick up Leviticus because this week will take us all the way through Exodus 35. Uh, And so the week after, we'll have the last few chapters of Exodus, and then we'll go into Leviticus, and then Numbers, and Deuteronomy, so on and so forth. So pretty straightforward in terms of, you know, the order as we work through the rest of the Torah. Uh, On day 60, we'll see Psalm 90. Uh, Day 81, we'll see Psalm 91. But we won't start adding more Psalms until 103. And then we'll go all over the board uh, reading Chronicles and 2 Samuel and all of those books. And so we'll do our best to keep those as straightforward as possible in hopes that it is clear and concise. As I mentioned, you can grab a chart it's just from blueletterbible.org and you can search chronological plan and it will lay out every day for uh let's look at it here 365 days uh and it you know that means you're in the bible every day there's no catch-up days or anything like that but uh, it'll take you all the way through uh to the very end of revelation 22 on the last day of the year so this week Uh, Let's recap what we talked about on the previous week's uh, shows. We finished up the book of Genesis, and so we saw the end of Joseph in his life. Then we went into Exodus with that 400-year period of silence from Joseph to Moses. And there is a lot of uh, symbolical images used Uh, in time throughout the Bible. So 400 years has a couple implications here in Exodus before God hears the cries of his people, uh, all the way to the intertestimonial time period between the Old Testament and the New Testament, 
with it being roughly 400 years before John the Baptist and Jesus come on the scene. Then we've got obviously the time period from the ascension and the church age that we live in now before God returns and uh, calls his church home. So we have, you know, time that always plays a significant role in regards to uh, how God operates in the church and such. So we finished Genesis and we were introduced to Moses. We saw God in the burning bush there in the first couple chapters of Exodus. Uh, and then we were, went and walked through all of the 10 plagues of Egypt. And we finished last week with the Song of Moses. So if you are reading along with us, you would have finished at Exodus 15. And now uh, for this week's uh, upcoming study, you're going to pick up at Exodus 16 starting on Sunday. And you're going to work all the way through till next Saturday to Exodus 35. And that means we will see bread from heaven as we will see um, the Israelites essentially uh, complaining for food. They want to go back to Egypt. And so God decides that he's going to provide them with food. And so he sends manna from heaven every morning and they are to collect enough. Uh, for their day's need. And then on the day before the Sabbath, they are to collect enough for two days worth because there is no uh, manna on the Sabbath day, which would have been Saturday. And some get greedy and try to hoard it, which then it all rots out and decays, which is an interesting little thing. Uh, So chapter 17 then takes us to the water from the rock. And then we have uh, Jethro's advice in chapter 18. Uh, Then we go back to Mount Sinai in 19. Uh, We have the Ten Commandments uh, in chapter 20. And we have, uh, obviously, you shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make a carved image in the likeness. Uh, you shall not bow down and worship other gods. You shall not, uh, or you should worship and keep the Sabbath day holy. Honor your father and mother. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You not steal. Do not bear false witness against your neighbor. Do not covenant, uh, covet your neighbor's house, neighbor's wife, and all the stuff that your neighbor has. Uh, so, obviously, when we go back through the Old Testament down the road on the main uh, Friday show, we'll get through the Exodus and we'll do all the commandments and such. So you got 10 commandments there in chapter 20. I'm actually teaching my confirmands that particular course, uh, right now, this whole semester is the 10 commandments. And so each night is broken into a new commandment, uh, that we will revisit. And tonight is going to be not to worship or have idols. So that's going to be fun for them. Uh, then we get into 21. We have laws about slaves uh, now, I, you know, I always want to say this is kind of like a, a, a setting up or a precautionary tale. This is not God uh, promoting or accepting uh, the slavery, but it is the realism of the time and, and how the Israelites were to treat those they had enslaved. And so they uh, have these laws around it, and they are quite strict uh, in some cases, for instance, I uh, get down to verses 16 and 17. Whoever steals a man and sells him, and if anyone is found in possession of him, shall be put to death. Whoever curses his father or his mother shall be put to death. Uh, so these are very strict uh, laws that are in place. However, greater context and and uh, can be had in explaining them. So if you get down to some of these chapters, uh, that basically what we're going to see going forward between now and uh, really the end of the Torah. I highly encourage you to read them a few times, as I've said on the show previously, read them in the morning, read them at night, meditate on them, get some commentaries, and and really uh, just kind of camp on some of these harder verses in these sections. Uh, obviously, I, I would love to exegete these and explain them in greater context, but because of the time frame of the show and the purpose of the show, that's not for this. 
However, if you happen to be in my church, these will be things we'll be talking about, obviously, in years to come. If you want to know more about it, feel free to email me if you have questions. But I always encourage you to get yourself a good commentary on Exodus. Luther's commentary on Genesis and Exodus are, are quite profound. Uh, you can read those and uh, gather more insights into the depth of this. But obviously, context is always key. So always pay attention to that and not just to you know take everything at face value. So the laws about slaves continues into uh, uh, towards the end of chapter 21, I should say. And then we have laws about restitution that begins at verse 33, continues all the way till verse 16 of 22. Then you have laws about social justice and uh, laws about the Sabbath and festivals. Conquest to Canaan is promised. That's in verse 20 of chapter 23. So up until the halfway point of 23, you will have a bunch of laws. And uh, this is the essentially the establishment of the ceremonial, civical, and uh, moral laws. The moral laws is what we kind of wrap up into the Ten Commandments. Everything else falls into civil or ceremonial. Uh, then you have the covenant confirmed in 24. Uh, contributions for the sanctuary, the Ark of the Covenant, the bread of the table, uh, the golden lampstand, the tabernacle in 26, the bronze altar in 27, then you get some more uh, breakdowns of how the tabernacle works. Then you get to 28 and you have the priest's garments, which will be an interesting uh, set of sections to work through. And then moving on into 29, you've got the consecration of the priests, the altar of incense, the census tax, the bronze basin, uh, the anointing oil and incense. And I'm just reading these sections here uh, that the ESV breaks down. And you get into 31, you got the golden ca- or 32, you got the golden calf. Uh, the command to leave Sinai, the tent of meeting. Moses takes new tablets after he broke the originals. Uh, a covenant is renewed. And then in 35, the Sabbath regulations and the cons- uh, the construction of the tabernacle uh, begins there, or closes out 35 and continues through all of 36. So you'll read just a few verses about the temple or the tabernacle there at the end of 35, which then obviously carries into 36. So there's a whole lot to, to take on. And, and I really, again, stress taking these things slowly. You know, you're only reading a couple of chapters a day. So read through them as many times as you can or as slow as you can. If you can only do it one time and you can only dedicate, you know, 30 minutes to it, read through it and, and just kind of sit on it. There's a lot going on, and really we have to take into consideration that this is the first time that we actually have the nation of Israel like together in front of God. And so God is establishing all of these things, and he's doing so to so that they're not the same as the pagan nations around them. God is setting them aside. He's making them a holy people, and that's why they're seeing all of these rules and all these requirements. You have the the the, the, the build out of the priestlyhood starting here. And actually you'll see it more in depth when you get into Leviticus next, and you'll see how all of that stuff is formulated and built. And yes, you know, the Torah is the book of law. And so there's a lot of law here, but there's also a lot of promises and gospel uh, being presented, which uh, if you are interested, my book uh, hopefully is going to be published soon and you can get uh, a copy of how to read the Bible in a law gospel distinction. And I use some of these examples uh, from the Old Testament and the New Testament and write them out in that in that manner. So, and if it's a good book, and it's a big hit, then I'll go back and do more uh, examples from scripture. So that's uh, this week's reading. I hope you guys are enjoying your journey through the Bible with me. And uh, I hope it's encouraging you to 
you know, sit and dwell and read and ponder and, and meditate on these passages. And I hope that you uh, continue to thrive while doing so. Um, so we'll be back next week with week seven. And oh no, this is week five, so week six. I'm trying to think of the weeks now. And uh, we'll continue on finishing Exodus and into Leviticus. So have a great week, guys. God bless. We'll see you all later. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode, and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.